I'm Susan Dunlop and welcome to episode 33 of Coffee and Contemplation with Susan. Today is part two of a two-part episode uh, where I'm talking to Mish Thurlow. So Mish was on last week and she was talking about what led her all the way up to writing a book that she's called Truth Seeking and it's about finding your light. So because there was so much involved in that that we decided we'd actually give the book its own space of honour today. So I just wanted to welcome you, Mish. Welcome. Thank you so much, Susan. It's so nice to be back with you on your podcast. Yeah, and we are we're being very good. We actually are dealing with technology, so we've we've done this a couple of times. So it's not like anything just flows smoothly in life with, with all this <laughs> technology. Uh, not at all. But you know, we take it, uh, we take it as it comes. It's just a part of life. I think so. I think it's meant to be that we actually needed the extra week in between, so it's worked out well. Yes. <laughs> um, what I thought today, Mish, we took you up to um, what led you to writing the book. A couple of things that were just on my mind as you were speaking and I didn't catch was, say myself personally, I tend to make up Sue speak words like my own terminology that throws people. And I thought just so that everyone's on the same page as where you're coming from in relation to your book, maybe you could give an idea of what is truth seeking and finding your light even by way of example, might be a way of doing it? Yeah. So that is a great question. Truth Seeker, the title of the book, means that you take time out to figure out who you are. So finding your light is a way of finding out who you are behind your name and the roles you take on in life and you know your career and your body image and getting to the truth of who you are and I think we all have a different understanding of, of what that is and finding your light means finding that thing in life that really sparks joy in your life. I say truth seeker as if it is a way of uh, looking for something, right? But really it's a story of how you find what's already within you. It's uh, more of a realization than, than a finding, I guess you could say. It's realizing uh, who you are and a realignment of your values and your purpose in life. So in relation to that and knowing who your audience might be, which we'll talk about soon, I was just thinking, you know, sometimes I say to people, oh, you know, like, you know, what could you do that will really light you up or what is it that you really want to contribute to the world and uh, how could you bring that into your life? Do you think it's actually something very hard to do or do people overcomplicate it? Is there any particular mm -hmm. way that you can just let it just be? It's so interesting that you should say that because I um, had a massage client this morning and I was talking with her, you know, as you do in a massage. And she's a phenomenal psychologist. And she actually wrote uh, one of the reviews for my book. And I said to her just randomly, it's more complicated than it needs to be. And I think that phrase relates to most things in life. I think that we have a really, a really like we've got a knack as humans of making things way more complicated than they need to be. Although in saying that, I think that when you go through your life and you grow up, you know, you are, have all these different experiences and then you get to this point where, which I call, you know, sort of a realization or you're fed up 
in life and you want to make a change and you start reevaluating things and you become a truth seeker, it's like all of a sudden you've got to peel back all of these layers of experience and paradigms and thought patterns that you've developed over your life, depending on obviously where you are. So I think it can be difficult and it can be challenging. And these days we, you know, we often speak about people working through like traumas in terms of their childhood and, you know, anxiety levels and mental health. And I think that it's really great that we're having these conversations. And I think that uh, truth seeking and seeking out help and guidance is a really great way of, of getting support with the difficulty of it all, of, of finding your light. And slowly but surely you start to peel back the layers and then it potentially does get easier and then it might get difficult again and then it might get a little easier and then, you know, this is the ebb and flow of life that we go through. So it's interesting to think in terms of that. I was talking with Tom, my husband. I always mention him in the podcast. Hi, Tom. Uh, when he got back from yoga last night, we were sitting out on the back steps and we sort of had talked early in the day about that piece around, you know, if you're going to do something different, what would it be that actually is something that you just wake up joyful every day to do? Mm. Um, and I mentioned the word contribution, um, as I do. And he said, oh, you know, well, if you rather than beat yourself up, if you look back over your life, you probably have contributed in many ways already. It's not like you, you've not done at all Mm. I think at the moment there's a lot more on maybe around the whole Instagram feeds and whatnot is that very much like no you've not got there you realize none of you have got there and we all we we all enlightened people have you know it's it's quite a confusing space I think you know for people to be sitting in between that of course I've I've not found the light you know Mm. what do you think about that I think that's really interesting because especially with technology and Instagram it makes you question your worth. It makes you question what you do in life. Uh, and it makes you compare yourself too much to what others are doing, I believe. I think it's a really great platform for community. And I think that it's a great platform for sharing. But I think it's important that we remember not to get caught up in the realm of uh, comparison and self-judgment because uh, it comes back to that idea of um, self-worth and and your enoughness. You know, just the fact that you woke up this morning and you got out of bed, you know, is an amazing achievement. And I think that we need not forget that the air that you breathe is a blessing and that the family that you have and where you live and the food that you eat Every single small little part of your life is a reason to be joyful. And, and that's very much what Truth Seeker is about. It's, it's very much a reminder of those small everyday things in life that are reasons to be happy and reasons to be joyful. Mm. And maybe it's just that everyone's not so present because, you know, everyone's quickly picking up their mobile phones and Mm. checking feeds and all of that. So you're actually stepping over the simple parts of your day that, you know, that you open the curtains and look at the sun and see that the sun's rising or look at the grass out there and see it's green or, you know, that the frangipani tree is full, totally blooming 
you know. Yeah, and noticing those moments, even just before we hopped on here, I saw this beautiful little wagtail outside just having a great time, uh, just on the grass in the garden and this fern outside the window is sort of taking its time to unfurl. And like you said, it's that it's that presence in everyday life. And the the reason why social media specifically can be very disconnecting is that we get too consumed with it and it replaces uh the being present in in our actual you know in our reality in our real lives so mish in relation to you writing the book i noticed like when i was writing i've been doing a lot of journaling in relation to my book and i realized that part of me writing has actually been another another step towards me finding what I needed to find out, say just even to apply adult words to a childhood experience and all sorts of things. It's pretty incredible that, you know, what I'm giving myself is a gift that way. But I was thinking in terms of you, like you have written this book, obviously at some stage you've got to your 29 and you've decided now is the time that you, as you said, you wanted to gather it all up so you don't lose it all. Yes. What came up for you in writing the book that took you to a higher level or a deeper level of understanding yourself? Yeah, so I think that writing in itself is an amazing creative and reflective practice. Uh, there's something about writing things down coming from your internal space and bringing it onto onto paper whether you type or write or however you get it out I think that it makes you realize what's going on for you and then you go through this level of processing and through writing the book I started to reflect a lot on the last 10 years of my life since I first moved to Australia from South Africa and even coming over to Australia by myself when I was 18 I had to have a certain level I think of uh, of togetherness <laughs> and my support system was very much in, in South Africa with my family there and having sort of left them behind I uh, searched for connection in in many different avenues and then now through reflecting over the last 10 years and writing the book I came to this realization that I uh, when I was younger that I was inclined to uh, or I was attracted to the same sex and I shared this information <laughs> with my parents and coming from uh, a, a sort of a culture that was a little bit closed-minded back then I wasn't really accepted in my choice and so in the fear of losing my support system when I lived in Australia I shut that side off I think. And through writing the book and reflecting over the last 10 years, I managed to find that part of me again. So truth seeker is, is about finding out who you are, right? And, and so uh, I was married to uh, a beautiful man. And 
he has been absolutely amazing and supporting me through my truth seeking journey. And late last year, I uh, came out. And so it's, you know, it's super unfortunate that we are now getting a divorce, but it's incredibly liberating to finally uh, step into my truth as, as a woman, as a gay woman. And, you know, the, like earlier we were talking about, is the journey easy? It's not, it's definitely not easy. And the harder it is often, the more liberating it, it becomes. And yeah, so, so now here at the age of, you know, I don't, I say, I say to people, it only took me 29 years to figure it out, but I'm finally, (laughs) I finally think I'm getting somewhere. (laughs) And I'm sure I'll say the same thing in 10 years time and the same thing 10 years after that. But yes, through through writing the book, although there's nothing specifically in the book about that journey, I think just that reflective process through the yoga practice helped me feel confident enough in myself to be able to to share my truth with the with the people that I love. And yeah, it's really amazing now to have shared it with my parents again for the third time in my life and for them to be, you know really understanding the third time round. <laughs> it's like it sort of comes back and back and back and we do these circles again and again. But yeah, so it's been really liberating to find to find out my own personal personal liberation through this journey of writing the book. So that's book number two maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna call that one? PS I'm gay. <laughs> 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 I've got a feeling you will sell that one really easily. <laughs> um, thanks for sharing that. That's amazing. Like, so you've gone from the stage where you've been a teen and confused about it and not wanting to mess with your, you know, that support structure, but having to bury that natural sexuality. Mm. Yeah. Were you conscious that you were burying it every year, every day, or was it, did you actually totally just forget about it? The second time that I came out to my parents, um, my mum had a had a really strong adverse reaction. And so I think the trauma of that and her saying sort of go jump off a bridge, don't come home, made me suppress my feelings. And although over the years I have had romantic interactions with women, I was too afraid to ever speak to my mom about it. And my mom and I tell each other everything. She's my best friend. She's my rock. You know, she's been my support system. I love her dearly. That's why I never wanted to disappoint her. And and in fear of losing her love, really. And now I realize, you know, that is not the case and that she would love me no matter what. But, you know, you make mm-hmm. up these stories in your mind of how it might be and then you scare yourself out of doing the things that are most true for you. You know, you sort of have to weigh it up and decide, is the risk worth it? (laughs) And realising that by just even addressing it, just saying it, you know, like if you say it out loud, at least then the conversation's just got to keep on moving forward. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, you can sort of just develop that. And I think when I was younger, maybe because I didn't have the support system in that way or anybody that understood that and like, you know, that sort of choice or decision, then it was like, okay, there's no information around it. There's no knowledge. There's no understanding. So instead of dealing with it, I'm just going to bury it. And so therefore over the years, I haven't been conscious of it or thought about it being who I was or, or you know, my choice of who I, who I wanted to love or, you know, potentially 
why I'm like different. So uh, yeah, it's really amazing now to be able to just say, you know, hey, I am an author, I'm a writer, I'm a yogi, and I'm gay. And that's totally okay. It is totally okay. It is. Wow. <laughs> Do you think with um, with your husband um, supporting you in your truth-seeking journey that you know, deep down the two of you knew that you needed to actually come to that realisation that it was okay for you to accept that you are gay and that you were both getting in each other's way? I I think so. I mean, to be honest, while I was writing the book, it took me about six months to write and publish and or six to eight. And I was petrified to have the conversation with my with my ex because I again it was sort of a repeat with my mum. Like I didn't want to lose him. You know, he's one of my best friends. We've spent the last four years of our lives together. You know, I was so afraid of of what he might say. I was so afraid of uh, the rejection. I was exceptionally afraid of of hurting him. Uh, it's the last thing that I would have ever wanted to have done. You know, you never you never want to hurt anybody that you that you love. And so, for him to have had the response of "I'm heartbroken, but I understand." And it's okay. Let's work through this. Uh, I could not have even dreamed, wished for a better outcome. Yeah, and it's just a testament to you know what a what an amazing human he is. And yeah, I feel very blessed and lucky to be able to to call him one of my best friends. Oh, that's lovely. That's so lovely. Yeah. Wish the same for everybody, honestly. But it's not the case. Like I, I feel very lucky. We've had a few of our daughter's friends have come out to us just as a practice run before they go and actually chat with their parents. And, you know, as my husband's very supportive of, you know, any boy that has actually done that. So just so he's got a man friend to chat to about it, just to have a feeling of am I okay to speak and, you know, to share your truth and, you know. And even one of my middle daughters, she's in love with a girl. And so yeah. I remember them coming and telling me one morning, I was like, if that's all that's been going on that you've been <laughs> weird about because you've been dodging me, I think, oh, thank God there's nothing else. I'm yeah. so glad for them. I'm so glad that she's actually found her true love, you know. I think oh, yeah. that's all you want really, you know. Exactly. And that's the that's the thing I realised is that, you know, you would just hope as a, as a parent all you would want for your child is for them just to be happy. All you would want for your partner is for them to be happy. Um, but yeah. even then, I think it takes a certain amount of of presence and and self awareness. Yeah, and it can be so affected by other people's opinions. I know that, like you know, how many people I've also heard have come out and or shared something, you know, a trauma that mm. has just been met by one sentence, and that one sentence can just stab right down deep into the heart. And I think, ah, oh, but that's yeah. someone else's opinion. It's not you, you know, like. Yeah. It's a shame that people's life paths can be altered so much by trying to please someone else. Exactly, yeah, and and your life isn't about anybody else other than yourself. So you definitely did seek the truth and you found it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we uh, were, there's this beautiful quote, it was in alignment until it wasn't. And I think that is true for, you know, a lot of different things in life where to be super simple you like a certain style of coffee and you love that coffee 
and that is your coffee and you go to your cafe and you get that coffee every day and it's in alignment with you and your taste buds and everything and then all of a sudden something happens and you you figure you find a different style of coffee and then the other coffee suddenly isn't in alignment with you anymore and now this the new coffee is and that's just based on your experiences and and how you interact with the information in life that you're given and I think that's it's like that with everything. Like it's in alignments until it's not. And that doesn't mean that the first coffee that you had wasn't amazing and, uh, you know, wasn't incredible and um, absolutely totally in alignment with you. But so, then you develop and you grow and then, you, you know, then you have a different coffee. <laughs> now you're making me feel like having another coffee. But, that's okay. <laughs> but not, not, not a different coffee. I actually would like to have the same coffee right now. So that's the fine. same one. Oh, good. You're in alignment <laughs> with that coffee, Susan. <laughs> I still am. I still am. Mish, what's your wish for people once they've read your book then? Like you've, you've taken this just by writing it. So you've taken that massive shift in your life by writing it. But is someone reading it, you know, what, what do you wish for them? My greatest wish for anybody that reads this book is that if anybody walks away and they feel more of a sense of who they are or more of a sense of purpose in their life, then I think that I am completely 100% content. You know, I think that if somebody walks away and they, and they feel a sense of love and wholesomeness and calm from reading the book, then I then that is absolutely wonderful. Are you going to do an audio book version of it? That is so funny. You should say that. Your synchronicity is like ESPN, Susan. <laughs> I was talking with a friend of mine at sunrise this morning when I had my first coffee, um, a wonderful Italian friend of mine who owns uh, his own how to speak Italian business. And we were talking about audiobooks. And he asked me the same question Are you going to do an audiobook? And I think 100% absolutely yes, I will mm-hmm. definitely. It, it will be a process. It's, it takes as much time and, and energy to create an audiobook because obviously, you know, you've got 35,000 words. You want to also look after your voice and after your time. So it's a process of developing. But I love audiobooks and I love listening to them. I've listened to, you know, Big Magic and Eckhart Tolle's books as well on audiobook. And I might read the hard copy as well. But I think it's just such a great way, especially if people are auditory learners. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I listen to audiobooks mostly for anything that's nonfiction. Um, mm. I'll listen as audio and definitely like say when I you know I drive down the coast here it's a 45 minute drive there and back I get a really good hit of a book uh, so yeah. I, I love it but I, I also find like yes it's auditory but there's also a strange thing that I find that when you're listening to something as you're learning that way it's almost like that hypnotic um, trance that you go into that you're taking the messages in as you need to and sometimes you may not hear the whole book but you might hear some of it and you're getting yeah. like I will always listen to a book I loved at least two or three times and yes. it's there and then I'll actually it's strange I'll actually it will come back to me that that met the message was there at the right time so yeah I will, I will definitely get your audio book don't you worry <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I would love to do. I would love to do the audio myself as well, um, just because you know. Obviously, when you write a book, you know how you've written it. You know your tone and your inflections, and 
it's got more of your character in it too, I think. And it is so nice that you know, the author is actually storytelling their own book. I love that. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And how are you going about getting your book out there now? Like what are you doing to get it out to the world? So my book is available on uh, all the international platforms, so Amazon and Booktopia and all of those. It is also available in a few stores on the Sunshine Coast. I um, have a plan of a few markets that I'm going to go to. So on the 6th of March, I'm going to the Umandi markets and I'm going to be outside Berkelow's Books, which um, is an amazing bookstore and one of my favorite on the Sunshine Coast. And, uh, yeah, I'm working on a few commercials with a friend of mine who create, who does some videography. So, yeah, those will be released slowly but surely. Yeah, just doing great things like this, having beautiful conversations with amazing women. <laughs> <laughs> I think that weekend when you go and do that up at your Monday, that's just before the International Women's Day on the 8th as well so. yes yeah so that'll be perfect that'll gift be yeah the perfect gift you're <clears throat> so right <laughs> so Mish, our half hour is going really really quick uh what i would like to just cover off on is a little bit of the words of wisdom you know maybe have you got a particular quote or have you got words of wisdom that you would like to share that you know people can just you know yeah. leave yeah so um I have collected quotes my whole life. Um, since I was a very young girl, I used to write out quotes. I have like books and books of quotes. And whenever I read a book and when you read my book, you'll see at the beginning I have a checklist and I say, you know, highlight and write and scribble and, you know, really make it a guidebook. And I used to stick them on my walls. One of my favorite quotes is um, by Mother Teresa. And she says, in this life, we cannot do great things. We can only do small things with great love. It sort of takes off the pressure a little bit as well. It's like, oh, I don't need to do, you know, I don't need to do these great things. Like I don't need to go in the Guinness Book of Records or whatever. Yeah. I don't need to have this many followers and I don't need to, you know, do all these great grand gestures. But just every day, every small thing I do, every decision I make, you know, every way that I treat a person and every thought that I have, if it can be grounded and centered in love, then it is a great thing. Mm. And that ripple effect once again, like just by you doing that, you know, having even treated the people you do in massage, you know, the way you, you do treat them, I have heard is beautiful. Uh, so if they can actually take that feeling back home to their loved ones, there's even just one really tiny facet of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Mish, three pieces of wisdom. Let's do that. We'll go day by day. What do you live by? Okay. Three pieces of wisdom. Treat others the way you want to be treated and treat yourself the way you want others to treat you. Never assume that you know the full story about anybody and always be kind. And then I have a little acronym that I follow every day, which is MBMP. So M, meditation, B, breath, M, movement, and P, presence. So I endeavor to practice these in every day that I breathe. That's the way. I like that. It's almost like that, you know, just turn up in life or just show up in life. If you can yeah. actually just show up every day and meditate, do some breath work, move, and be present, I, yeah. I've got a feeling you will have found the light. 
Yeah, you can live in your light. Very much so. Yes, yes. Mish, one last thing. Song, what is your favourite sing out loud song when you're driving? So I think that when you sing a song out loud, um, it's the type of song that can transport you with the rhythm and with the lyrics and uh, the type of song that enables you to let go of anything that's going on for you in that moment and uh, transcend into a different state of being. I think that music is exceptionally powerful for this. And so one song at the moment that I love to sing is Make You Feel My Love by Adele. And it was originally sung by uh, Billy Joel and written by Bob Dylan. And I have this, I don't know if you've ever heard the quote um, by Benjamin Franklin, if passion drives you, let reason hold the reins. No, yeah. I haven't heard that one. I haven't, but I, I changed it a little bit. And so I, I adjusted the quote to say, if music moves you, let rhythm hold the reins. And so I think that music is an amazing way of changing your state of being. And so, yeah, make you feel my love by Adele. Love is my religion, I, I always say. <laughs> well, I'll pop that up onto um, onto the Instagram feed so people can find it. As I said, I think I was talking to Jody the other week and I said, I think I might actually start gathering up all the, the quotes and also the, the songs that all you amazing people that I've got to speak with have shared. I think I could actually make a, a Spotify playlist just out of those because every time I've listened to them, I think, yeah, I understand why this is nice. This is what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I agree. That would be one for I'd listen to that. <laughs> so, Mish, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to talk about? I think that we have covered all of our bases today. I reckon that we could probably talk until the cars come home. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that if anybody would like to purchase my book, it's on my website, www.mishtherlow.com. You can get a signed copy there and I'll post it to you personally and yeah I hope that through listening to this podcast it might have uplifted somebody's life somewhere hmm. open the door to maybe make a change or change a path or you know just yeah find that that yeah. better path that maybe they just held themselves back from exactly that uh that path of truth Mish, it's been an absolute pleasure, again, to speak with you. Um, you're an absolute treasure. Uh, so I think I, I really wish you the best of luck with getting that book out as far as you can get it. Thank you so much, Susan, and thank you so much for having me here on this podcast, being able to share my story. And, yeah, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. I can't wait for you to read the book yourself. I know that you're getting it tomorrow, which is so exciting. And, yes, I am excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> I look, uh, I look forward to, you know, I, I believe that everybody comes into our life for a reason. So I'm sure this isn't the end. But yeah, it's been wonderful having, having a chat on here. And this is just our contribution to the conversation. That's it. And that's the thing. It's just about people sharing stories. And, you know, the, the, I'm enjoying it myself, just hearing something like I obviously learned something more about you today that I hadn't actually uh, picked up on before, you know, so just that just nice for you too to be able to share your story out further and you know it will yeah. impact other people's lives and that's the point of it all I think so thanks again for exactly. coming on yay thank you so much for having me Susan listeners I do really hope you got something out of today's uh, episode I think everyone's on a different journey and as you step through the decades of life you know some of us might be at the stage of deciding to write a book other people have got 
stories to share, whether they do that on this podcast or in other ways. So a step forward if it's time for you to actually share your story. I'd be more than happy to talk to you. So my email address is always in the podcast show and you can contact me on Facebook or Instagram. And yeah, just say, let me know, are you one of these people that you've been listening to who could also you know, shed some light on the world? Thanks once again. Signing off, Susan. <laughs>